Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's your Daily Dose of Donna. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Wednesday, May 24th, the long-awaited Wednesday. You guys, we've been waiting for this day because today is day one of the Vanderpump reunion, but I want to say that we even have some more exciting things before the reunion because we got the Call Her Daddy episode with Ariana, and today's episode will be heavily focused on that podcast and all the crazy stuff that came out of it, all the insane bombshells that we learned from it. And I thought we had known it all and we don't know it all. And so we're going to talk about that today. Plus I have some other things, um, a couple of other uh, pieces of, uh, you know, gossip that I want to share with you. Not sure how into it you'll be, but you're going to stick with it because this is the Daily Dose of Donna. And I feel like if you're here, you like my chatting. If I like to talk about it, you're going to like talking about it. So, oh my gosh, you guys, so much going on. But before we get into it, I do want to make sure, thank you on TikTok. I do want to make sure that you guys know the lead sponsor of Daily Dose of Donna, as you know, is Ilya Wine. Ilya is the prime uh, Spain wine that I drink in my house. They have three varieties and they are coming out with more. This is the white, the Moscatel Macabeo, and we have a couple others, a rosé, a roble, and I'm waiting on my new package that is coming within the day. And then I'm going to be doing some samples over the next couple of days over here live for you guys. It is so yummy. And that's why this bottle is empty. But if you use my code DAILY20, you get 20% off. And this is yummy wine. I brought it to a friend's house for Shabbat dinner. I had it over a weekend here. It's good. Ilya Wine. I'm going to bring it. If you are watching on YouTube, you can see the pretty bottle right there. My desk feels high today. That's what, that's the problem. I'm lowering that desk. All righty, you guys, so much to talk about today. So here's the thing. I do want to talk about Call Her Daddy, which is, it was an interview that I was like, I needed to focus. It was, it was a very, very good interview. In fact, I stayed off TikTok and off of social media for a couple hours because I wanted to listen to it live. Like I wanted to hear it from Ariana, not from like, you know, someone just, taking a clip from it. So I learned so much this morning. We are going to break that down in just a few minutes. Secondly, there's a couple other things that I want to talk about. A couple things being Bravo news and like Real Housewives type stuff. But then I really want to talk about these other little stories. So first of all, those of you that know me, you know I live here in Los Angeles. You know that yesterday or two days ago, I drove by Ariana and Tom's house and I missed the SoFi ad basically by one hour. I was so bummed about that. I was like, what the heck? Like all I wanted to do was see the, uh, see someone, see something. I saw nothing, but you know, whatever we can get past that. We can get past that. Yesterday I had an interview. I'm sorry. My podcast episode was all about like, is Ariana getting a little oversaturated? Like, are we getting a little bit too much Ariana? And then she did the Call Her Daddy podcast interview, which I have to say, I was so entranced by. And then all of a sudden I was like, no, 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 this is what I need from her. But now I'm done. If anyone understands what I mean, like I saw that she was running the drive-thru at a Raising Cane's in El Segundo. Now I am a Los Angeles, you know, native. I live here in Los Angeles, El Segundo. It's by the, you felt the same. It's by the um, airport. It's by LAX. And when I tell you El Segundo is like, it's, I'm no judgment on El Segundo, but Raising Cane's is like a fast food chicken store. What is happening here? Why is Ariana Maddox going from Call Her Daddy, a Spotify podcast where she probably got paid bang to do it, and a SoFi ad to running a drive-through at Raising Cane's. Obviously, she's getting paid. We know that. But I'm like, oh, go, girl, got to stop. Got to pull back. You got to pull back now. Like, enough. I don't, I don't know if money is worth it at this point because the goal here is longevity in your career, right? The goal here is to 
stay relevant for a long time and get a lot of people, a lot of different brands to want to hire you. And I worry, and let me know here on TikTok or on YouTube, you guys, if you're watching, let me know what you think. Are we feeling, yes, Raising Cane's is really good. This is not a judgment in any way on Raising Cane's. It is a judgment a little bit on the connection between Ariana and Raising Cane's. And where do we draw the line? Now, a bunch of my podcast friends, Besties by Bravo, um, you know, I love So Good, It's Bad, like different podcast people are, um, oh, that's interesting, Claire. Let me touch on that in a second. Are down there. They went over to Raising Cane's. They took a picture with her. Very cute, adorable, still confused by it. Um, it's just an interesting thing. I want to take a shout out really fast for those of you that are leaving reviews on the podcast app and the five-star ratings. Every day I get more. So, so, so excited about it. Thank you. So, this review that I'll read is from um, Junkie Princess, new gal on the block. It says, pop culture lights this chick on fire and she's excited to share her enthusiasm. A refreshing take on all my favorite topics. Thank you so much. That is one thing I know I have. You know, there's a lot of creators. There's, there's a lot of podcasters. There's a lot of TikTok creators. And some have it and some don't. And I can tell you, I've got energy. That is one thing. You will never listen to my show or watch me on TikTok and be like, oh, she's taking me down. No, you're always going to feel energized by me. So that is, that's the goal here. So I appreciate that so much. So I'm getting comments on my TikTok live that Alex Cooper made it really clear that she did not pay Ariana to go on Call Her Daddy. So this, I am not saying she did. I think she did. But if you're saying that Alex made that very clear, I'm inclined to believe her. However, Ariana is in a very, very specific situation right now. She needs to get paid, right? That's the goal. Her goal right now is to make the money and she knows it and her team knows it. And I suppose when she does a show like Call Her Daddy... She knows that she's going to get the the kind of interview that she wants. Maybe she's a huge fan of Call Her Daddy. But I do think there had to have been some sort of financial connection there. There had to have been. It doesn't make sense to me for Ariana to sit down and do a tell-all two-hour interview without some sort of monetary compensation. So maybe Alex didn't pay her to do the show. Maybe Spotify paid her. Maybe Spotify, um, you know went to, uh, thanks for sharing guys. Maybe Spotify went to her manager and said, Hey, we'll, we'll offer you a podcast or whatever. Like it kind of reminds me of the Kyle Richards Ozempic story. You know, Kyle Richards is very clear that she's like, I am not on Ozempic, but she's not saying I am not on Wagovi. I'm not on Manjaro. I'm not on A, B, and C. I think it's very easy for people to like pick and choose what they want to talk about and what they want to say. And in fact, my friend Molly Dare Shout out Molly Dare, my bestie. She's a crisis manager. She works in PR. She's like a very strong with communications and what she talks about. And she always says this. It's like it's very easy to almost omit. Um, it's very easy to almost omit the the truth by just like being very careful with your words, right? So I could say right now, um, I have no... I could say right now, like, I am not getting paid to do this podcast, but I'm not very specific about the fact that I am getting paid because I'm getting sponsored to do the podcast and YouTube is giving me money for views and this and this and that. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be very clear about it. Oh my God, we need to talk about Chef Stew. Chris, this was important to talk about today, but really quickly, I want to say, Dave, I get a, I get a little bit of a... um you know, I get insight from my TikTok family and I love you guys for this, but it says Dave Portnoy, who is the head of Barstool, is good friends with the owner of Canes. And isn't he the ones who helped get Call Her Daddy? So Call Her Daddy was a Barstool podcast and then it got sold to Spotify. Spotify owns Call Her Daddy. So I don't believe that Spotify, that Dave Portnoy actually has ownership in Call Her Daddy anymore. I think they got bought out. Could be. Um, but Molly does say, always look at the chosen wording. It says more than what's actually being said. Note to self, you guys, always remember that just because you hear it or see it, wonder it. And I just want to touch really fast with my people here on TikTok and my people that are listening to the podcast, watching on YouTube. 
about this whole TikTok rumor mill, right? And then we're going to get into a little Jeff Jeff Lewis chef stew before we talk about Call Her Daddy. Okay. There has been this rumor that a creator started on TikTok. I don't know if they started, but they they went viral with this rumor that they had a um, firsthand account from someone who knew someone who knew someone who knew someone um, that Raquel is in fact pregnant. And the delivery of the of the news was very like real deal. It wasn't like, hey, I heard a rumor, take it for a grain of salt. It was very, oh my God, this is real. This is happening. She's pregnant type of, uh, you know, type of a, a retelling of this DM that she got. Now I got multiple shares of this one TikTok on Friday, right? On Friday, I got so many shares because all of you guys know that I'm obsessed with this stuff and you guys were all sharing it with me. Well, I saw the TikTok before you guys shared. And so I thought to myself in that moment, um, something is a little bit, spidey sense. Something feels a little bit off. Your, their lack of credibility will turn into your lack of credibility, unfortunately. So I want you guys to know the responsible thing as any of us TikTok creators, any of us that are just creating or podcasters, you know, if we don't have fact, of course you have to say, quote unquote, allegedly, Hi, everyone. You don't have to say alleged. I mean, you can say allegedly, but even when you say allegedly, if you're saying something along the lines of like, allegedly, oh my God, you guys, the craziest thing. This is crazy. You don't understand. This is real. I got it. It's real. People are going to believe it. And that's why that TikTok went viral. That's why someone at my gym, a guy who doesn't even watch Vanderpump was like, oh, is Raquel having the baby? Is Raquel going to have the baby? So everyone believes it as true. You can throw that allegedly. But like my husband said yesterday, he goes, you know what you should do, Donna? You should do a podcast that says, um, allegedly Tom Sandoval is dead. And then you should say allegedly, allegedly. And like put that as the title of your podcast and you'll get so many listens and you'll probably get an out. But you don't do that because we have to be responsible because our words share like fast and like wildfire right now. Like there's videos that I do that within one hour hit 500,000 views. So you have to be very careful, right? And that being said, you know, we are getting DMs and tips all the time. And I said this on a TikTok yesterday that I got a DM the other day that said, um, I know exactly who Tom Sandoval hooked up with and it's this person that, but I have to be hesitant with sharing that because it is a rumor and anyone can say anything. So that's just we're putting the bed, we're putting to bed the Raquel pregnant rumors. Okay. So we're done with that. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Now, that being said, I'm going to talk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to timestamp this, you guys, so that you know on the podcast. But we're going to talk about Chefs 2 and Jeff. Now, in full transparency, Jeff Lewis had a show today, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. He's in New York right now. He does a daily show for Sirius Radio. Tell me on, on TikTok or on YouTube here if you guys are Jeff Lewis fans. I am massive Jeff Lewis fan. I'm a Jeff stan. I don't necessarily think he is, um, you know – a prime character in the world, but he is an amazing sense of entertainment. Love him. I know a bunch of you guys do too. Okay. So Jeff Lewis had Jill Zarin, you know, um, sorry, I'm sorry, Jill Zarin and Ali Shapiro, who is, um, I'll answer that in one second, Vicky. Um, Jim, Jim, Jill Zarin and Ali Shapiro, her daughter, were on the show and they are in New York. So it's Jeff and then his like right-hand guy, Shane Douglas, that's his assistant. He's on his show with him every day. And then of course, Jill and Ali. Now I didn't listen live, but I did some of my Reddit searching. I did my Facebook group searching. And apparently, like we all have thought for a long time, thank you, Celeb Fail. Like we have all thought for a long time, Jeff and Stu are donezo again, and hopefully, 
hopefully for good. Apparently, there was a picture that a chump had of Stu, who's been Jeff's on and off boyfriend since Valentine's Day of 2022. There was a picture of Stu with this other guy, Thomas, who has been kind of in and out, an ex, and I'm pretty sure it's the same one that's an ex. And Jeff is done right? Now, I don't have the details and I'm sure we will get the details when I listen today and I can share tomorrow. But the goal here is knowing that Stu is no longer following Jeff. Probably, um, I think it's scam likely. Yes. Those of you that watch, I think it is Thomas is scam likely. Now I feel like I have to do some research. Uh, someone get my um, fact checkers because I can't be like, you know, just sharing the news. But anyway, yes, it sounds to me like Stu has once again strayed. But that being said, If you are a Jeff Lewis fan and you've been listening to Jeff Lewis for a long time, you realize that he has been talking about Stu now for the last few weeks in a very casual manner. There has not been any super, super, um, you know, uh, stick around, Slevville, because I do want to talk about Bethany for one second. There has not been any super, um, you know, oh, I like uh, me and Stu are back together. We're great. Like Jeff has been throwing out comments like, is that a good party to go to if you're single? Should I do this? Should I do that? Like, let's be honest. When you know, you know. And unfortunately, you know, Chef Stu messed up because you don't go behind the back, right? You break up and then you get around. Tom Sandoval, are you listening? You listening, mustache wormy? Okay. Any tea on Jill Zarin? I'm getting that question is I did not get any tea on Jill Zarin from today's episode, but I didn't listen to today's episode. We do know that Jill Zarin um, turned down the money from Bravo. And then according to Ramona, Ramona said that Jill Zarin wasn't really asked to do Girls Trip anymore. Okay. Let's talk about Bethany for just two seconds. I'm writing down my timestamps for you guys, for anyone that's watching on YouTube. And um, for anyone that's watching on YouTube or listening, okay, Bethany, you guys, when I tell you I peed my pants, I peed my pants listening to Jackie Schimmel yesterday. Um, Jackie Schimmel is the host of the podcast, The Bitch Bible. Those of you that know, you know. And she, she was so freaking funny in her episode yesterday. And I wish I had my, um, like another phone that I could play it for you guys, but that's like copyright infringement, but you have to just go and find the episode that says go to sleep. That's the title of it. You don't need to listen to the entire hour. Just listen to the first 10 minutes or so. And what she does is she goes on, she says she's on a rewatch, like the hundredth time watching Real Houses in New York rewatch. And she's like, I'm actually team uh, Kelly Ben Simone. Like, she's like, all of a sudden I'm realizing, wait, maybe Kelly Ben Simone has been right this whole time. We hated Kelly on the show because we were all team Bethany at the time. But now she's like, maybe Kelly had like a leg up and understood what was really going on at this time. So she said, oh my God, I really wish I would have written it down, but the list would have been this long. Jackie goes, Bethany is off the rails on her TikTok. This is Jackie Schimmel's uh, words. She goes, She is off the goddamn rails. I have never seen anyone who feels the need to explain and talk about so many topics. She goes, in the last 72 hours, and she goes, and today is a Sunday. So 48 hours of this was on a goddamn weekend. In the last 72 hours, this woman has created uh, content about, and then she starts her list about a foundation, about tuna fish, about a restaurant, about candy, about, um, you know, a Taylor Swift, about tickets, about wine, about the restaurant, about a certain store, about um, a keyboard, about a lighter, about a candle, about a lip gloss, and about a phone holder. She is like, Bethany, what has happened? Oh, about divorce. Bethany, what has happened? You have lost your marbles. Like, niche down, girl. Niche down. (laughs) Now, you know my thoughts on Bethany if you've listened to this podcast for a a while. I was a huge Bethany stan my entire last 10 years, like 15 years since she started on Real Housewives. I wanted 
I, I wanted to be her. I just thought she was so damn funny and so smart and so quick witted and so good. And then all of a sudden, um, and when she came out with her first podcast, you know, be with Bethany or whatever it was called. I even put it on a post-it like that manifestation shit, right? I put on a post-it in my last office and I was like, you will be on Bethany Frankel's podcast. This was like two years ago or two and a half years ago. And now I am like, not only did Bethany block me, okay? She blocked me on TikTok. I have about 30,000 followers now, but she blocked me when I had about 20,000 followers. But then I can't like I struggle, you guys. I really, truly struggle watching her. Well, first of all, it started with the rants, right, about every single thing. Then it was the cease and desist against the TikTok creators. That was like the point where I was like, oh, no. Then it was the the teeth, the spinach, the spinach in the teeth about um, talking about Ramona. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Uh, or about Real Housewives and salaries or whatever. And the spinach in the teeth, it was insane. And then last night, supposedly she had like someone sent me a screenshot of her eating some sort of ice cream, but she had chocolate right here. And if if the girl says Davoon one more time, now look, I know people can't stand me too. Because that's just a part of being a creator, okay? Um, Celeb Fail, who is an amazing account to follow on TikTok for Bethany content because they are – like shouting out anytime Bethany gets kind of caught up in some precarious situations. But Celeb Fail goes, for those that don't know, Donna was one of the first to go viral during Bethany's TikTok crises last year. Yes. I mean, it was insane. Like everything is a thing. But then now we have, oh, okay. Everyone go to Celeb Fail on TikTok, those of you that are listening, because they post, if you've been blocked by Bethany or if you don't want to give Bethany the views, because they always break it down. But now it's apparent that she's, creating content for this platform called Five, which her boyfriend, uh, fiance, Paul, is an investor on, and she's charging people $1,200 for access to Bethany. Okay, I need to pay $1,200 to not have access to Bethany. The reason why is because I feel like maybe it was a blessing in disguise. I was I was um, blocked, but I feel like I, I – you can't – like she doesn't stop, and it makes me wonder – Anyone that goes on TikTok and creates more than like three or four posts a day, it makes me wonder about like, what is your actual life like? Like, I understand that you're very wealthy and maybe you don't have like a job that you have to go to every day, but it really is concerning. Like, don't you have a group chat? Because I am texting with my girls right? Like all day long about every little thing. So like when the call her daddy thing came out, you know, we're going back and forth about everything. Or if I was watching something, I'll go back and forth. And I create a few TikToks a day, but it's not just about anything and everything. It's usually pop culture related. It's a show that I watch. It was this, it was that. It was, it was, this is a lot. This is a lot. Okay. I don't want to judge, but I will say I don't want to see her eat with her eyes closed anymore. Do you guys notice she does this? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat for you guys. This is like an unheard of situation that I'm gonna eat on this podcast, but I need to show you what she does when she eats. Not sponsored by Snack Factory Pretzel Crisps, but these were next to my desk, and I am a big fan, big fan of these pretzel crisps. They just hit the spot. Once again, not sponsored, but okay to be. Okay, you ready? I'm going to be Bethany. Guys, okay. I just went I just went to the market and I saw these pretzels. And I'm telling you, you guys are spending so much money on on gourmet pretzels, but these these don't have fish in them and you know I'm deathly allergic to fish, okay? So I had to buy them and they're only a dollar. And I'm telling you, I do the hard work, okay? I buy things so that you guys don't have to spend your hard money on your pretzels because these are gluten-free, dairy-free, and taste-free, but they're skinny pretzels, okay? They're skinny. See how skinny? See? And I, I created the word skinny. I created the word, I created a pretzel. In fact, these are mine, Okay, and I have a lawsuit right now with Snack Factory because they took the skinny pretzel from me. Okay, so hold on one second. I'm just going to put a ton of caviar on this because I have a fish allergy, but I eat caviar. And I'm going to put a lot of um, skinny girl dressing on this because I just, I 
I know the best combinations for everything. I created the best combinations of ev- this is a skinny pretzel, Bethany. Okay, ready? Mmm. Mmm. Davoon. That was my <laughs> and scene. Oh, you guys, it's a lot. <laughs> was that over the top or what? That's what I feel like she does. She created everything. She she um invented everything. She's the reason for everything. And the way she eats with her. Mm, mm, her eyes closed. Mm. Eat with your eyes open. You're on camera. And then like clean your teeth. Okay. <laughs> that was really, that was low of me. That was the lowest I think I've ever been. Okay. Andy Cohen, if you're listening, I still want a job on Reality Checked. Okay. I still think I can be a fill-in uh, for one week of Reality Checked and show you my uh, skills. As you can tell, I'm really good at impressions. Should I do other people's impressions? Um, Oh, thank you so much, Struggles to Focus. Yes, you guys, I am, I don't know what Laura said, but I am, um, I do a podcast on TikTok. Yes, that's me. I talk pop culture. Thank you for being here. Okay, and I have a five-day podcast, Daily Dose of Donna, and a YouTube show. So support all the things. Come on in. Okay, we are moving on for two seconds about Bama Rush. And let me just tell you, Bama Rush is a documentary that I was so excited. Now, tell me if you guys know what Bama Rush is in the comments. Hashtag Bama Rush was a TikTok phenomenon, okay? And it was, it started in 2022, 2021, I think. It got really, really famous and amazing. And we got to see all these girls from Alabama go through the rush process. Now, we heard that there was this documentary that was coming out about Bama Rush. And I was so excited for it because this is like the, like, you want to see the drama. You want to see what happens in rushing. I never rushed. I went to UC Santa Barbara and there was like not really a Greek life. It wasn't necessary. So I didn't, I didn't like, you know, I didn't expect it or like know what to expect watching it. But I was so excited. Like I wanted to see inside the sororities. I wanted to see like the bad and the good and the how and the what and the crying. Guys, I didn't even finish the documentary. So I started it in my office yesterday. If you watch on my Instagram stories, I said, I'm doing this for you guys. I'm starting it. I started it. And I was like, I'm bored. Maybe it's because I'm in my office. Maybe I need to like watch it in bed tonight with my Nutella and like, you know, really focus. I turned it back on. I got through 10 minutes. I turned it off. This is a, you know how they say not to be missed? Bama Rush is to be missed. To be missed. What, what a fail. It started to go kind of south when they turned the camera on the director. And the director is this lovely woman named Rachel who suffers from alopecia. And alopecia, for those of you that don't know, is when you lose and you don't have the ability to grow hair. I believe that's the the situation I think you lose and you cannot grow it back. It's baldness and it's in your eyebrows and your eyelashes. It's a really, really challenging condition for women that struggle with alopecia. But the 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 documentary became a, became a parallel in how rushing for sororities is compared to alopecia and the director. It wasn't what I wanted. Just saying. We didn't even see them rush. We didn't see them rush. So that's a no. Now the Randall Emmett, who here has watched Scandal, Randall, Randall Scandal, (laughs) the Scandal of Randall. I watched the Randall Scandal yesterday as well because I couldn't watch Bama Rush. And I was like, you know, I told you yesterday on the podcast that Teddy Mellencamp was like, gotta watch the Randall Scandal. She texted me that yesterday when I told her I was watching Bama. And I was like, fine, I'll watch that. Was I shocked? No. Did I find out anything I didn't know? Sure. Mostly about the fact that he was horrible to his assistants. But you guys remember, I grew up here in Los Angeles and I w- worked in Hollywood. I was a casting director and a casting assistant. And I had agents as bosses and I had casting directors as bosses. I was told to go home because my hair was not done in the appropriate way. I got like a lot, a lot of um, really, really crazy shit happening to me too. Maybe not as bad as these people, but it's, it feels like a dime a dozen. Now, what I thought was interesting was in the real, in the Vanderpump reunion trailer, 
or the extended scene. We see a scene that just got released today from Bravo. One of the things that happens is Lala says Tom Sandoval is Randall. Tom Sandoval is Randall Emmett in a few years. Whoa. Now that is a dig. A dig and a half. Tom Sandoval is Randall Emmett in a few years. And why? Because she says the fact that he is sleeping in his, like with the, you know, his life partner for nine years and has this double life, it is totally shady, this and this and that. And, um, Lisa Vanderpump. Yes, you guys, Lisa Vanderpump took a very interesting take in this moment. She goes, no, la, 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 la. I think you're going a little far on her, on him, <laughs> on her. I think you that's a, that's a little unfair. And Lala did not say like, okay, fine, but I'm not happy with Tom. She was like, I don't, this is my opinion. I am not going to be, I will defend my opinion. I am, I'm feeling firm in this. And then Tom was like, you know, Lala, you have nothing to say. Now, Lala did say that she was unhinged at the reunion. She said she blacked out. She had no idea what was going on. You remember, you guys, they filmed this reunion March 23rd. The scandal came out March 1st. Like this was very, very early in the situation. So we have to remember that, you know, everything that we're hearing or seeing in these cases, this is not, uh, you know, with time to marinate and really let it sink in. It's not now. It's not in May. This was March 23rd. It was all very, very early. Now, I'm going to segue into Color Daddy because I do feel like Color Daddy had a lot of bombshells. Now, a lot of things we knew, and we remember, we filmed Color Daddy. We, I was there. Ariana filmed Call Her Daddy two days ago, the day that she faked the moving out. Okay. She faked the moving out from SoFi and then went over to call her daddy. So that was on today's Wednesday. That was Monday. And so basically it's today, right? Like it's so live. And I will say most of the information, a lot of the information we knew, but to hear it from Ariana's side was really, really, really good. And I liked that we could hear it from Ariana's side. I thought it was, it felt so many, um, it felt to me like we got a little bit, cause you know, I don't know about you guys, but my, the way I've always been my whole life was like needing the details. Like I always wanted details. And if any of my friends know me, if they're telling me a story about, you know, the dinner that they ate last night, I want to know exactly like what was the side dish. And that goes for when they tell me about a date with a guy or, you know, a fight they had with a friend. I want to know details. So Ariana finally was able to release some details that I felt like we have not heard yet. Like Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live. It was a short episode. It was just very quick questions. We didn't get the details. I wanted to know exactly how she found out. What did she see? What did she say? How did he react? So we got a lot of details like that I thought were super interesting. The fact that, you know, that she found this video by divine intervention is what she calls it. And I truly believe now, like after seeing and listening to this podcast, I truly believe that she... um that she had no idea. I think that she also admittedly turned a blind eye because I think sometimes you don't want to, you know, it's like a house of cards and you don't want to pull that first thing because then it could all come tumbling down. But I think she really had no idea the extent and I don't think she had any idea it was actually Rachel. But I will say she, um, uh, okay, she, <laughs> TikTok comments are confusing, or I mean, are uh, distracting me, but that's okay. Keep chatting, you guys. I like the conversation because I'll go back and talk about it. So she found, she had his phone and she was carrying both of their phones together and she had to go to the bathroom while Tom was done with his set. He was chatting with his friends or fans or whatever. And she went to the bathroom. She said she, while she was in the bathroom, she just had this ping, which by the way, We've all had to check his phone. Now, this is not the first time she's looked at his phone in front of him. It's not the first time that she's looked at his iPad in front of him. So she's never seen anything before. And she's looked. She's asked him for his phone and she's looked at it. So probably in the back of her mind, she was like, I'm being crazy. I'm just going to look one more time. Something told her to look. Well, that's when she looked through the photo roll and saw the video of um, Raquel. And it's not confirmed. Like she didn't actually confirm it, but 
uh, Alex, the host, said it and Ariana didn't say no. But essentially, it was a FaceTime recording of them having phone sex from Tom Schwartz's house. But this is the craziest part is that she freaks out. Then she says she runs out of the bathroom. She didn't even pee. She was freaking out. But then she sees girls in the bathroom and she's like, oh my God, I need to wash my hands because I don't want them to think that I didn't wash my hands. Like it's so funny the way our brains work in those moments. Then she runs over to Tom. She's like, what the fuck? He panics. He takes her outside. And then she, I guess, starts to freak out. And he's like, shh, like I don't want anyone to know. She says like, I'm going to fucking tell the world or I'm going to tweet it. I'm going to tell everyone, whatever. He's like, he freaks out that she's going to tweet it because God forbid, not that he's having the affair, but God forbid, don't make me look bad, right? He pulls her phone and just starts booking it. And I know this area really well. And where between Robertson and San Vicente, where they ended up getting into the Uber, it's probably like one long block, maybe two. Yeah, I don't think that there's a cut through between Robertson and San Vicente. There's not. It's a long block. So they're walking in the alleyway, probably seeing people that they know in like you can only imagine. She said she was like Usain Bolt running after him because he has her phone. They get into an Uber. Now, this is the best, the Uber driver. They get into this Uber and they lose their minds. She's calling Sheena. She Oh, at this point, she had already called Raquel. She's calling Sheena. Tom calls Raquel, which is shocking because like, who gives an F about Raquel in this moment? Except Tom, of course. And they're losing their minds. They're yelling. They're on speaker. And then they asked to stop for cigarettes because isn't that what you do in a crisis? Oh, by the way, we're on our way home to the valley. Um, can you stop? And I'm sure I, I like feel like I know the gas station that they stopped at. Can you stop here because we need to get a pack of smokes? She's like, all I wanted to do was chain smoke, whatever. They come back. They end up going at it until 6 a.m. And the craziest part about this is he was mad at her, which is like narcissism 101. We all know this, right? Like he was mad at her and he was yelling at her. So when the cameras actually came to film, so the scene that we saw in the reunion, I'm sorry, the finale scene, when she goes like, I want you to die for you to die, that was already, this was Wednesday night that they found out and that was Friday morning is what she says. The cameras came back on Friday morning. This is not even 48 hours later, okay? Think about how raw and how much like little sleep she's had or him and how much alcohol she has in her system and probably like... (sighs) Sandy said she really should have bought some pens and paper towels and batteries. She really dropped the, you know, dropped the ball. Um, so, so it, that was pretty crazy, but some bombshell things that we didn't know. Um, they had sex in the house while Ariana was sleeping, meaning he went to bed with her in the room, in the bedroom, got up in the middle of the night, went to the guest room and banged Raquel. Okay. Ouch. Um, she did admit, like I said, that she turned a blind eye to a lot of things. She said, if someone had come to her and said that they are actually having an affair or she thinks that they're, they think that she is having an, he is having an affair off camera, she would have believed it. But she's so used to people sharing all the like drama and the content and the weird, like crazy stuff on camera that she's like, when Katie brought that to me, like I wasn't really even able to go there. Because I knew it was just for the show. I knew that was the storyline, right? She also talked about how Katie and Lala, she goes, I love Katie and Lala. And remember, she's in business with Katie. But they're not really in our inner circle. So they wouldn't really fully know everything, which I find very interesting that Lala wasn't in the inner circle, but Lala has been the most vocal about this out of all of them, right? I find that a little weird. Um, she said, oh my gosh, you guys, this was crazy. Watch what happens live. The episode before Scandival came out, before the Raquel and Sheena night, Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz were on it together. I want to say it was like the season premiere, one of those weeks. And in that episode, it was the episode where Sand- Schwartz was acting really weird and like his hands were on his mouth the entire time and he kept looking over at Sandoval because he felt like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. And the reason why that was so awkward and so weird is because Raquel was in Sandoval's hotel room waiting for Sandoval to come back, you guys. How crazy is that to watch that back? And Sandoval just is there. You know, this this is when he had a big smile on. This is pre-Scandoval. He was big, like, 
He probably felt like he was such the man, right? His mustache was getting all the girls. She said she thinks that there is more ladies, but she doesn't know who. Specifically, she has a feeling. She's heard rumors through the years. She said that she does not believe Billy Lee and Sandoval ever hooked up. She thinks that that was totally not real. Um, she doesn't think that – she doesn't believe when Sandoval says that he really broke up with her. She's like, we talked about it and there was definitely like thoughts about breaking up um, and especially in couples therapy. But we never actually decided to break up because if you decide to break up, like you're devastated. You're packing up your stuff. You're not sleeping in the same room. We're We're breaking up, but we're also sleeping in the same bed that night. We're going out on Valentine's Day. You know, there was all this weird stuff. Now, mind you, this is all – this breakup was all months and months and months after the affair had started. So it's a little bit – it's a little bit like a moot point when you're like saying, but we broke up. But yeah, but I – but you screwed her before you broke up with me. So like who cares when and where? Ariana said, I never tried – I never said I was going to end my life. But what I did say in which he has misconstrued or like, you know, twisted the words, what I did say was that I was going to – changed the way my life is as is, meaning I am going to deactivate my Instagram. If you break up with me, I'm moving. I'm deactivating my Instagram. I'm off the show. I'm leaving Los Angeles and no longer will this be here. Like I'm not going to be Ariana Maddox from Vanderpump Rules anymore. How things have worked out for her. Because if she, okay, If Tom Sandoval ended up actually breaking up with Ariana, like that was the plan. Remember, he has been setting it up the entire season. Towards the end of the season, he starts setting it up that Ariana is not buying the uh, batteries and the pens and the toilet paper. Ariana is laying in bed all day. Ariana is not bringing him a latte. Ariana doesn't have sex with him. Ariana sucks. Ariana is not hang gliding. Ariana is not going out and getting wasted. Um, When he's already setting this up in the show – He's assuming he's going to break up with her. Now, imagine if he just broke up with her without the Raquel stuff that came out. Had he done that, she would have been devastated and she would have probably completely ran away, like cut off everything, isolated herself like she said she did in the past and ran away. But because of the way this went down, she had no choice but to kind of like sit in it with the cameras being there, with all her friends keeping her accountable. She said the no contact rule was huge and that was the most important thing that I did was to end all contact with him and my friends kept me accountable. Um, I really leaned on my friends. And since then, you guys, her career is killing it. Now, we talked about that at the beginning of the episode. She's making so much money. In fact, The Cut, um, which is like a New York magazine part, had a um, article yesterday talking about how Ariana's just making it out. Like she is doing real good right now. She is doing good, 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 good financially. So this has worked out for her. And what Alex Cooper said from Call Her Daddy is, you know, sometimes the more they hurt you, the more devastated you are by the situation, the better chances it is for you to like stay strong in that breakup. Because now you're like, you're so out. They've really done it all and you can't ever go back. So it worked out for her, for sure. Um, her, She talks about her new boyfriend. She said, we're seeing each other. We're dating. Nothing serious. She goes, my goal is to be independent financially, which guys, so important, financially independent. She says, I'm opening up um, something about her. Still with Katie, um, my goal is to be a solo homeowner. So we'll see how that goes. And I guarantee you, you know, this 2023 will be Ariana's biggest money-making year by far. And it's not over. Although I still am confused by the Raising Cane's drive through I am confused. So what did you guys think of the Alex Cooper Call Her Daddy interview? I've heard many Call Her Daddy interviews up until now, and I've never really felt like she really nailed it, but this one she nailed. And the the pressure was on, and there was a um, two-hour conversation around this, and it was every single minute was important. 
I felt like I got so much good stuff. So let me know if you guys have any questions about it or if you want me to deep dive anything else about it. I thought it was amazing. Um, I do think, you know, a few questions about like the conversation about Katie being her inner circle and how she said Katie's not really in my inner circle. Remember this. I think Lala, I'm sorry, Ariana and Katie had a very strong friendship on their own, like a business friendship and a friendship. But Ariana's boyfriend, Ariana's boyfriend of nine years was not friendly with Katie. Hated Katie, in fact. In fact, that's why Raquel hated Katie. Don't you get that, right? Like Tom Sandoval was the biggest um, hater on Katie on that show for years and years and years. And Katie hated Tom Sandoval too. So it really did not connect or work. And it felt like, it felt like, in that position, what Ariana was trying to say was, I love Katie, but Katie wasn't in the inner circle of our relationship, meaning she didn't hang out with us as a couple. She didn't go on vacation with us. She didn't hang out with us as a couple. And that makes sense. And same with Lala. Like she had relationships with them one-on-one, right? Yeah. At the time, she wasn't in her inner circle. Exactly. Um, She did not fertilize her eggs, but she didn't talk about that on this podcast. We heard that from Sheena before. Um, Yes, Ariana. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You guys, anyway, this was an amazing, amazing podcast. If you don't want to give it the two hours, here's the recap, which I'm glad you guys got. Um, I, wanted to, I wanted to talk about more things. Like I wanted to touch on this Rachel Hollis news, but I feel what, what I'll do is tomorrow I will touch on that maybe, but we will have the first reunion episode. And the first reunion episode apparently tonight is all about, um, okay, let me think. What is it about? It's about Sheena's in it. No Raquel in tonight, except we do realize, yes, Sarah, this whole episode has been about Color Daddy. We do realize that Raquel is watching the interviews or watching the reunion live from the trailer. Okay. So the entire episode that we'll see tonight, we keep going to Raquel to see her reactions. I don't know if she talks, but there's like moments where she's rolling her eyes, right? When they called Tom Sandoval, Randall Emmett, she rolled her eyes. (sighs) This will be interesting. Tonight, we do not see Raquel speak on the reunion, but I'm sure we'll see the um, B-roll. Like, we'll see the the behind the scenes when Tom goes back to the trailer to smoke a cigarette or whatever. And then, um, and then uh, that's tonight. So I don't think we're going to get deep into Raquel tonight like Tom does every Thursday and every other weekend. Um, a couple of questions. Where can you find my podcast? For those of you that are here on TikTok or on um, da- on YouTube, it's called Daily Dose of Donna. My name is Donna, spelled D-A-N-A. And the podcast is everywhere that you want to find it on Spotify, on um, Apple Podcasts. And then of course, the YouTube channel, if you want to watch the entire video. The, the long of the short of Rachel Hollis is that Rachel Hollis is moving to Los Angeles again. And those of you that have been following Rachel Hollis through these years, she has had a, uh, a crazy few years. You know what? F it. We're getting into Rachel Hollis really fast. Okay. 46 minutes. Rachel Hollis. Sorry. Rachel Hollis has announced that she is moving back to Los Angeles and, um, and she is, uh, coming back here to, okay. Rachel Hollis, motivational speaker for many years, got very, very famous writing Girl, Wash Your Face, and her entire career exploded, became a multimillionaire, was steep speaking on stages, was selling out arenas, was all of that, and then got announced with her husband, Dave Hollis, at the time that they're getting a divorce. It shocked the world. This was right in the middle of COVID, June 2020, and it shocked people, right? People were tripping out over this because this was a couple that had like really honestly, you know, made money and got famous from their connection as a partnership, right? Like their amazing marriage. They had a podcast together. They were selling tickets, like whatever, shocked the world. People were starting to be a little bit off of her. Then a few months later, she comes onto TikTok, does a TikTok live or an Instagram live, I don't even know, and she goes off talking about the fact that she doesn't want to be relatable like other people because she has a housekeeper that comes and cleans her house and she does not want to be relatable. She feels like if, if she was relatable, we wouldn't look up to her, which is completely opposite of anything she's ever preached in the past, which is, girl, 
we're just the same. We're the same. We're the same. Like, I'm just like you. Um, so all you have to do is wake up one hour early and drink a lot of water and move your body every day and, you know, have sex with your husband every day in September and you will be just like me. Okay. She moves to Texas with her husband and gets this divorce. And meanwhile, her husband and their four kids, by the way, and meanwhile, her husband, who is now her ex-husband in February of this year, passes away from, uh, um, from an OD. Okay. We found an overdose. We didn't know that at the time, but we found out just recently that he had an overdose. He had fentanyl in his system. He had cocaine in his system. He had alcohol in his system. Awful. Okay. So now she is alone with her kids and she is deciding, and she just announced it today on a podcast. And yes, there's a lot of rumors and I'm seeing them on TikTok, but like other people, I'm not just sharing rumors. I'm not just sharing rumors, but she has announced on her, on her podcast today. So you guys can go ahead and listen that she is deciding after the school year is over, which is now basically, um, she's packing up her four kids and they're coming back to Los Angeles. So that is pretty crazy. I understand that she wants to be closer to her family. She travels to Los Angeles a lot and she probably honestly is like, it's hard for her to live in that small town where she knows that like her life fell apart. She was on the biggest high of life here in Los Angeles, moved to Texas, and everything spiraled and fell apart. Her marriage, her career, her husband's life, her kid's father, and now she's moving back to Los Angeles. So this is so interesting. Okay. Uh, You guys, if – wow. Okay. I'm getting a lot of – listen, this is what I'm going to say about this because I'm not going to make a mistake here. If you guys have some good tea about anything that I'm talking about, whether it's Rachel Hollis, whether it's Vanderpump, whether it's whatever, DM me on Instagram at this is Donna Bowling. I want to hear it from you, but I am, but DM me on Instagram because TikTok is a little tricky. It's the same name at this is Donna Bowling. And I am going to do some deep diving because I need to make sure before I spread rumors, like people are pregnant. I need to make sure that it is, uh, you know, there's credibility. All right, you guys, thank you so much for subscribing, liking, following here on TikTok, on YouTube. Thank you for the thumbs up, for the bell, all those things. And of course, thank you so much for sharing this with other people. I appreciate you, appreciate you guys so, so much. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.